Hello. Welcome to Discovering Jazz, where you and I together discover great music, picking up information to keep jazz old and new alive. My name is Larry Sademan, here in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, sponsored by Peterborough Independent Podcasters. The last of my four-part series on albums to seduce a jazz newbie. I questioned last week as to whether most of the albums suggested by various jazz lovers on their websites and blogs would truly change a non-jazz listener into a jazz listener. I guess it really depends on the kind of music that currently turns on the listener, doesn't it? I was perplexed, for instance, as to why four people chose John Coltrane's very revolutionary album, A Love Supreme. It's definitely a classic, but probably not something that a crowd of regular, ordinary folks would be grooving to. But it is one of Coltrane's best-selling albums, having sold 500,000 copies within five years of its release. It's a suite in four parts, each part 7 to 11 minutes long. Let's start with the beginning track called Acknowledgement. John Coltrane on tenor saxophone and vocals, with McCoy Tyner piano, Jimmy Garrison bass, and Elvin Jones drums and percussion, from December 1964. Thank you. 
One critic stated that this album led to jazz being mystical and messianic rather than hip and cool. <laughs> 
That same reviewer, Martin Gayford, also stated that if a listener is in the mood, it's majestic and compelling. If you're not, it's interminable and pretentious. Unquote. So I guess as you listen to that, you can determine if you're in the mood. I think I was. That's uh, from A Love Supreme, John Coltrane. Acknowledgement. Another highly rated record where I found three votes in the Essential Jazz Albums for Beginners category is Art Blakey and the Jazz Messengers Monin album from 1958. From that album, here is Along Came Betty, written by Benny Golson, with Art Blakey and drums, Lee Morgan trumpet, Benny Golson tenor sax, Jaime Merritt bass, and Bobby Timmons piano.
Art Blakey and the Jazz Messengers. Drummer Art Blakey is also on this next album, Hank Mobley's Soul Station. I was at the jam session a couple months ago at the Yardbird Suite, a great jazz club here in Edmonton, and I heard some musicians playing a tune that sounded vaguely familiar. I asked one of the musicians afterwards what it was, and he told me it was called Remember, written by Irving Berlin. But he had heard it on the Soul Station album by Hank Mobley from 1960, so I checked it out. One reason it was so familiar to me is that I played it a few years ago in episode 12, uh, where Peterborough, Ontario saxophonist Sean Hulley selected it as one of the recordings that helped him to learn jazz. And I recently ordered the CD and it came in the mail the same day I was putting together this episode. Not only that, the piano player is Wynton Kelly, who I was told that I needed to listen to in order to improve my own comping or accompanying on piano. So I definitely need to play it. Remember by Hank Mobley from the album Soul Station. <laughs> Thank you. 
from Soul Station. That's Hank Mobley and Irving Berlin's Remember, with Wynton Kelly on piano, Paul Chambers bass, and Art Blakey drums. I mentioned at the beginning of today's episode that much of what determines the kind of music that would turn a non-jazzy onto jazz depends on what music currently turns them on. And for many, including a lot of jazz musicians, it's rhythm and blues or funk. So it seems fitting that at least one person would select an album by the Crusaders as an album that is worth introducing to a non-jazz listener with the hopes of turning them into a jazz fan. And the album that was selected is called Chain Reaction from 1975. Here's the title track.
The Crusaders from 1975, Chain Reaction, written by Joe Sample, who also plays keyboards, and it also includes Wayne Henderson, trombone, Wilton Felder on bass and saxophone, Larry Carlton, guitar, and Styx Hooper on drums. As you know, in each episode, I always try to include at least one, and usually two, tracks that are Canadian. I don't know if this next album that's been selected as an essential jazz album for beginners would count as Canadian content. It's Louis Armstrong and Ella Fitzgerald, Ella and Louis again, a double album from the year 1957. What makes it possibly Canadian? Well, the piano player is Montreal-born Oscar Peterson, who leads the trio. Here is the Dorothy Fields and Jerome Kern composition, A Fine Romance. A fine romance with no kisses A fine romance, my friend This is, we should be like a couple of hot tomatoes but you're as cold as yesterday's mashed potatoes a fine romance you won't nestle a fine romance you won't wrestle i might as well play bridge with my old mate aunt i haven't got a chance this is a fine romance a fine romance with no kisses a fine romance my friend this is we two should be like clams in a dish of chowder but we just fizz like parts of scentless powder yes fine romance with no glitches a fine Romance with no bitches Just as hard to land as the heat of the friends I haven't got a chance This is a fine romance A fine romance, my good fellow You take romance and I'll take jello You're calmer than the seals in the heart Ocean. At least they flap their fins to express emotion. A fine romance with no quarrels, with no insults at all. Morals, I've never must a crease in your blue serge pants. I never get the chance. This is a fine romance. It's a fine romance, my dear judges. Two old fogies who need crutches. True love should have the thrills that a healthy crime has. Oh, we don't have the thrills that the march of time has. But I'm a fine romance, my good woman. My strong age in the wood Woman, you never give the orchids I send a glance 
No, you like cactus plants. <laughs> this is a fine romance. A fine romance, my dear Duchess. Two old fogies who need clutches. True love should have the thrills that a healthy crime has. You know, Louis, we don't have half the thrills that the modern time has. Telling me. Give the August I send a glance. Yes. No, I prefer cactus plants. This, This is a fine romance. Right. That's uh, Louis Armstrong and Emma Fitzgerald. Now, it's a shame there isn't any of uh, Armstrong's trumpet there, and it doesn't appear that often on the album, Ella and Louis again. But There certainly is some great vocal repartee between the two and um, some great vocals generally and some verses that I had never heard before in that tune. And it does sound at times so spontaneous. And isn't that what jazz is about? A fine romance with Oscar Peterson piano, Herb Ellis guitar, Ray Brown bass, and Louis Belson on drums. One great jazz artist I've been ignoring for this four-part series, and to do so borders on the criminal, is Charles Mingus. A few of his albums could be cited as being must-listen-to recordings, but his most popular was one called Mingus Ah-Um. Even though Mingus was known for doing some rather bizarre things, both musically and personally, he was a very cerebral soul. And the album title is one illustration, as it's a derivation of Latin grammar, reflecting the way that Latin adjectives are memorized. So, if Mingus were an adjective, you get Mingus, Minga, Mingum. That's the ah-um. Pretty clever, don't you think? Over the years, I've played a few tracks from this album, but uh, I've never played the opening track, the old-time gospel-flavored Better Get It In Your Soul. Here it is, Charles Mingus. Thank you. 
Charles Mingus, Better Get It In Your Soul. The opening track of Mingus Ah Um from 1959 with John Handy and Booker Irvin on tenor sax, Shafi Hadi, alto sax, Jimmy Nepper, trombone, Horace Parlan on piano, Mingus on bass, and Danny Richmond, drums. Time for a couple more. Then my series on recordings to seduce the jazz newbie is complete. Well, not really, as there are so many more great albums that I haven't explored or played. But let's tone down the volume and the energy a bit. Even though Chick Corea's uh, Return to Forever albums are considered fusion, and fusion so often means rock music mixed in with the jazz, the group's first album from 1972 contains a lot of beauty within the electronics, and it is an album that's pretty accessible to the non-jazz listener, as well as featuring some great writing and playing by Chick Corea on this Fender Rhodes, as well as Joe Farrell's flute and saxophone, Erto Merar's percussion, Stanley Clark on bass, and Flora Purim's vocals. One of my favorite Chick Corea compositions is from that album, Crystal Silence. Thank you. 
Forever, Crystal Silence from 1972, with Chick Corea on Fender Rhodes, Joe Farrell, soprano saxophone, Flora Purim, percussion and vocals, Erto Morera on percussion, and Stanley Clark bass. Let's finish with a very highly rated album from 1964 from the recently departed tenor saxophonist composer Wayne Shorter. Speak No Evil has been assessed as straddling the line between what is called hard bop and avant-garde. It doesn't have the bebop type of wild melodies, and in the liner notes, Shorter stated, I was thinking of misty landscapes with wildflowers and strange, dimly seen shapes, the kind of places where folklore and legends are born. Well, I've played a few tracks from this album over the years, but never this one. In fact, I confess I had never heard it before. But that description in the liner notes fits well. It's called Wildflower. Features Herbie Hancock on piano, Freddie Hubbard trumpet, Ron Carter on bass, and Alvin Jones drums. And the mixing and remastering is done by the great blue note legend Rudy Van Gelder. My name's Larry Sadman. This is Discovering Jazz. Next week, 
I think I'll present some new releases that have been sent to me over the past few months, focusing on the ones that sound most interesting to me. Bye for now. Thank you.